off a brand new series they called Ghost Stories. It's called Ghost Stories, and um, I just, uh, it's going to be a, it's my job as a pastor to kind of take us on a journey and, and to help us teach us some things that we don't know about, or maybe that you don't know about, and so I, I want to help you with that, and I thought in honor of, of Ghost Stories, I would open up um, our time together with a ghost story, okay? Are you, do you want a ghost story? Do you want to hear a ghost story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead and get those lights for me, guys. I I realized in 2000, and uh, go ahead, you guys can black out if you guys can. I, I realized in 2017 that we don't have flashlights anymore. We just use our, we just use our iPhones. Like, we just use it for everything. Like, my wife's like, hey, babe, we got to get some, we got to get some flashlights. I'm like, we don't need flashlights for the hurricane. We don't need them. <laughs> I'm like, babe, we don't need flashlights. And I have a flashlight in my house. I, had to, I found one. I'm like, but this is what I would typically use. And so I want to set up a fire in here for the ghost story series, but they wouldn't let me. For some reason, the YMCA wouldn't let me put a fire in here. I think it's lame, but whatever. And um, so uh, I, I heard a story recently. And listen, guys, don't get scared, okay? I know you're like, man, it's really scary. But I, I, I was talking to a, a guy there, and he goes, I th- I th- when we go to two services, I'm going to spend the night at the YMCA because we're going to have to get here so early. But anyways, that's, that's the side point. Here's my ghost story. There was a, a group of a, a girls, and, and they were, they were in maybe middle school, high school, and, and, um, and they said, Mom, we want to have a sleepover. Mom, can we have a sleepover? And the mom's like, yeah, you can have a sleepover. So the mom gets on the phone, and she starts calling all the friends. Hey, this is so-and-so's mom. We all want to have a sleepover. But this mom happened to be a, an employee at the YMCA. And she said, Mom, we want to sleep over at the YMCA. And they said, well, that's against the rules, but we can ask the guys and we can see if we can have a sleepover at, at the YMCA. And they said, yeah, Mom, let, let's, let, they, they got permission. They said, yeah, let's have a sleepover at the YMCA. And it wasn't Roper, so don't get scared, okay? It was, it was a different YMCA. This happened a while back ago. And so the girls got here, and they started playing hide-and-go-seek, and they're doing all the things that you would do at a sleepover. Is this lighting up my dark skin? There. <laughs> I feel like it has to be at a certain spot. <laughs> Rob, what am I doing, right? Um, he goes, yeah, 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 we're, we're going to, it's no problem. You can have a, have a sleepover. So they get here, and the mom drops them off, and, and they're having a sleep. And they're running around this whole entire YMCA, and they're having, a, they're having a great time. But it's getting later and later, and it's about time for them to go to, to, go to sleep. And so they begin to lay down and, and, and start to fall asleep. And they found a place. They put out their, their, their mats, and they, they laid them all down, and they started to, to, to go to sleep. And, and, and they... They started hearing noises. As you can imagine, they started hearing noises. It's a big place like this, and it's dark, and they're getting scared. They don't really know, but they start hearing some noise. And um, <clears throat> they're, 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 they're starting to get a little bit panicky and start texting their mom. Hey, mom, just, just ch- checking in with you. And the, the mom's like, everything's good? Yeah, everything's great. And they were getting scared, but they started hearing this noise. It sounded like this. And they're getting, they're getting nervous, so they're like, we got to... We need to find, we need to find, find the noise. And so they all get up and they say, let's walk down this hallway and we're going to try to find out where that noise is coming from. And they started hearing that sound. And they're like, oh, this is scary. So they get to the place and they're behind this door. Behind this door, they hear, they hear the sound. It's, it's loud and clear. that there's a, there's a ghost or there's something in this, this room just on the other side. And they're like, hey, girls, we've got to go in there. We've got we to gotta figure it out. And so one more time they hear, and they're they can't they're like we got we it's time to go in there and they listen one more time and 
They heard, I got you where I want you, and now I'm going to get you. And they're like, I don't think we should go in there. No, we have to. We're going to go in there. And they heard it one more time, I got you where I want you, and now I'm going to get you. And they open up the door, and it was one of the little girl's brother with a booger in his finger. I got you where I want you, and now I'm going to get you. That's my ghost story to kick off ghost stories, all right? That's what I got for you today. And yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Clay, I'm not even looking at you, Clay. I don't even know if you cracked a smile, but that was funny to me. And so, hey, uh, as funny as that sounds, and, and sometimes ghost stories are corny, and sometimes ghost stories are cheesy, and, and sometimes ghost stories, they're, they're really scared, and you guys are like, you guys are all tough because there's a bunch of lights in here, but if I would have told you guys that in a dark space, <laughs> you'd be scared. You'd be like, man, I'm afraid. And some of you guys are now in the back of your mind, only thing you can remember all of a sudden was, I got you where I want you, and now I'm going to get you. And, don't tell Diana I told that story. She left, and that's why I told it. And so I, ghost stories, I think if you're honest today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit over the next four weeks. And it's my job as a pastor to teach you guys theology, to teach you guys things that, that you guys need to know to grow. And so I, one of the things I'm going to talk about is the Holy Spirit. But if you, if you think about it in here today, if you've been in church for a while, maybe you've never, if I were to say, how many of you guys know anything about the Holy Spirit? Maybe none of you guys would raise your hand. Or maybe some of you guys, maybe five of you guys would raise your hand. And I, I grew up in a church, and um, a Baptist church, and I heard five sermons on the Holy Spirit my whole entire life. I went to Bible college and took a, a, took a, a class on the Holy Spirit. And uh, I just didn't learn a whole lot. The, the, the galleon that I came from and the group of people that came from, I just didn't hear a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like, like the spooky God. Like, it's kind of scary. And it's maybe for some of you guys, you grew up in a church where it's like, if you think of Holy Spirit, you think of Holy Ghost, you think of some, some weird stuff. Like people running laps. And maybe you get some weird, crazy type things popping to your head and... And, and I think it's important today and over the next three or four weeks, I want to dispel all the things that maybe you don't know or some of the rumors that you heard about the Holy Spirit. Or, or maybe there's things that you just, you don't know about the Holy Spirit, but you need to know as, as, a, as a believer in Christ. And so if you have a Bible, flip over to Acts chapter 19. It's, we're going to use the same exact uh, verse over the next uh, few weeks. It's going to be our key verse over the next four weeks. In Acts chapter 19, before I read it to you today, if you look in the book of Acts, Acts is an historical account of the first century church. It's an historical account. It's a book. These things actually happen. And they, they show us a lot of things about church. A lot of things we do at church today came because of this book called the book of this, this Acts or the Acts of the, some people call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit or Acts of the, of the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1 says this, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus. And we talk about Corinth. There was a church called the, the we talk about Corinthians. That was a church at Corinth. And there's another church called the Church of Ephesus. And so these are two of the churches that, we are, that we're talking about. So one of these guys was going to Corinth. And, and the Apostle Paul, who, wrote, who writes a lot of the, the New Testament, or who wrote a lot of the New Testament, he said he traveled through the interior regions until the, he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several Christians, okay? So I want to throw us today in that, okay? So he, he was going through, and my friend Val's here today. He wrote, a, he wrote a story one time about the church of Ephesus and, and made a modern-day spin on it. It was awesome. You can ask him for it. He'll, he'll give it to you. And I don't think he copyrighted it yet, but you can read it. But imagine today he runs up on us, and he kind of goes through Orlando, Florida, and he shows up at Hope Church in Winter Garden. New believers, because in this church, in this church here today, in this building here today, there are a lot of 
new believers. There's a lot of new Christians in this church. Last week we told you guys over 150 new believers at this church in just two short years. And, and we believe the best is yet to come. But there's a lot of new believers. And Paul rolls up on there and he says, hey, guys, I got a question for you. Verse 2, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became a Christian? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became a Christian? And they said this, just like this, straight up, no, we didn't. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Paul, this church, they launch it. They had a launch party. Everything went well. Everything went good. It's rolling. Things are going good. And Paul runs in these guys, and Paul's like, hey, I'm just going to check the pulse of this church, see how this church is doing, see how Hope Church is doing, see how this church in Winter Garden is doing. The next church, he goes, hey, you guys are Christians. When you guys got saved, did you... Did you get the Holy Spirit? And they're like, bro, we don't even, we've never heard of the Holy Spirit. And what I'm afraid of today in a lot of churches in America is that some people, they've never, ever heard of the Holy Spirit. No, we, don't, we didn't get that, Wes. That, that's, I think you get the, some of you guys have to say, hey, how many of you guys have ever got the Holy Spirit? You say, no. And you guys, some of you guys will say, well, I'm going to Next Steps today. I think I can get the Holy Spirit in Next Steps. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to a church downtown or I'm going to go to, some of you guys will say, hey, can you get me, can you get some Holy Spirit? Some of you guys, maybe you would jump on Amazon. You're like, hey, Holy Spirit. And some stuff would pop up, I'm sure. But I think sometimes when we think about the Holy Spirit, it's this spooky or it's just this scary thing. And we're like, hey, I'm not so sure I want to be a part of that. And, and I've never even heard of it before, Wes. This is the first time I've ever heard about this thing called the Holy Spirit. And so what I want to do over the next four, four weeks is help you get a little bit more comfortable with the Holy Spirit. Because a Christian should be comfortable with the Holy Spirit. I heard someone say this um, this week as I was studying a Christian who neglects the Holy Spirit is like a lamp that's not plugged in. A Christian who neglects the Holy Spirit is like a lamp that's not plugged in. That'd be silly, wouldn't it? Now, I got some lamps in my house. They're not plugged in. Honestly, I like to go around and just unplug all lamps. I don't know why we have so many lamps. We have overhead lights. Why do we have so many lamps? You know, I just come around and just unplug them, but we could save some electricity. I just go to unplug that lamp and Christian who neglects the Holy Spirit is like a, is like a lamp that's not plugged in. I, I, I wrote down this this week. We sang that song, Set a Fire Down in My Soul. Uh, I saw this quote this week from Pope Benedict XVI. The Holy Spirit is a fire. It's a fire. Whoever does not want to be burned should not come near him. And that sounds like weird church stuff probably today. But, you know, when you read the Bible and you, you, you see the word Holy Spirit, and, and I want to kind of say something to you today that it sounds maybe, it's not going to be controversial, but probably it's going to open up your mind for just a moment. And maybe it's going to maybe um, confuse you a little bit. But we're going to, over some time, we're going to get this thing right. But the word Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost, it's mentioned 800 times in the Bible. 800 times in the Bible. Now, here's the problem with this word Holy Spirit and the word Holy Ghost. It's not a really good translation. And, and if, you, if you've been in church for a while, you know the Bible is written primarily two different languages. It's, reading, it's written in the New Testament, is in the Greek, and the Old Testament is in the Hebrew. Some of you guys are like, Wes, you're catching up to my speed. <laughs> we're, going, we're going next level. The, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and the New Testament is written in Greek. And so when they went to translate the word Holy Spirit, or they went to tra translate the word Holy Spirit, this is what they, this is what they got. The, the word for, um, the word for in, the, in the New Testament, I'm sorry, in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word is, is ruach, ruach. And you're like, man, that sounds weird. And if you say it right, you have to say it like you almost like you're, like you're hawking a loogie. You know, it's down south, so that's okay, right? And so it's like ruach in the, in the Old Testament or in the Hebrew. And that word is translated or a wind or a breath. A wind 
or a breath. And, and, and throw it up there, the New Testament or, or the Greek. And we're going to give you guys a try on this. And it's, it's, it's the New Testament. The Greek word is P-N-E-U-M-A. We're going to try to say that together, okay? P-N-E-U-M-A. On the count of three, we're going to say it together. Are you guys ready? One, two, three, go. New, you guys are spiritual. You guys got that. It's pneuma. It's a current or of wind or it's a strong breeze. And so really we, we take this strong breeze or this huge current or this huge wind and we translate it into Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. And if you're honest in here today, when you look at that, you're like, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like how did they get that translation? And, and I can tell you today, I, didn't, I wasn't the one that translated, so don't be mad at me. But when we see the word Holy Spirit in the Bible or the word Holy Ghost, we really should be seeing a mighty wind, a mighty rushing wind. A violent, a violent movement of air going through and blowing through. And that's what we see the Holy Spirit is. And we talk about set a fire down in our soul that the Holy Spirit can't control. Like we're talking about a mighty rushing wind and, and that should be moving through us. That should be pushing our life. That should tell us where to go, what to do, what to say. That Holy Spirit should be moving inside of us. When you come, a lot of you guys, when you come to this church, like, man, I, I felt something in there today. And it isn't the... It isn't the worship, or man, I really feel like, man, that was really, really powerful. It wasn't, it wasn't the sermon. It really was the Holy Spirit moving inside. It was a, it was a, it was a mighty rushing, rushing wind, or it was a violent breath pushing you up and, and filling your lungs up. That's the pneuma or the ruach inside of you. And so what I want to do over the, next, over the next few moments that we have together is I want to talk to you guys today about the word wind in conjunction with the word Holy Spirit because it's a mighty rushing wind. Wind. So I want to talk to you guys about Wednesday because if I, were to tell, if I were to have a conversation with you today for just a few moments and I were to talk to you guys about wind here today, a lot of you guys would be able to have a pretty good conversation with me about wind. But we're going to use the word wind synonymously with the word Holy Spirit or Holy, or Holy Ghost. I, I heard someone say recently about the Holy Spirit, a guy by the name of Mark Batterson, he said this, caffeine plus the Holy Spirit equals awesome. <laughs> Some of you guys said hallelujah. <clears throat> but here's what I... Here's what I, I want you to know is that, I mean, you, we've got to tap into this Holy Spirit thing. And we need him. We need the Holy Spirit. If not, we're like a lamp that's not plugged in. It's really, it's really kind of useless. It's really not, it really just, it may look good. It may have a light bulb. It may have potential for power, but nothing's moving. Nothing's, nothing's there. So I wrote down a couple things about the wind, but I want to use it in conjunction with the word Holy Spirit. Is it's this, Here's the first one. You can't see the Holy Spirit, just like you can't see wind, but you can feel him. You can't see the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> but you can feel him. How many of you guys know when you walk outside today, when it, if it wind blows, hopefully it's blowing a little bit better. Today, it was, I spent a lot of time in here this morning. When I walked outside, the humidity punched me in the face. It's mad humid today. But if you know anything about the wind that you can't, you can't see the wind. You can't see the Holy Spirit. But we know this in the scripture tells us that you can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can feel him. Man, Wes, did you feel that today? People walk out and say, man, I really felt like God's doing something in my life. That's the Holy Spirit moving inside of you. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the mighty rushing wind saying, hey, you're going to go in a direction. Many of you guys have came here and today and you said, man, I want, I want to be a Christian. I want to be a Jesus follower sometime over the time you've been here. And that's the Holy Spirit pushing you. That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, it's your turn. The Holy Spirit saying to you, hey, it's time for you to move. And the Holy Spirit, we know this, but the Holy Spirit, we can't see him. We can't see him, but you can feel him. The Bible tells us this in John chapter 14, verse 16 through 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. This was right before Jesus sends into a heaven. 
He said, this advocate, he'll never leave you guys. And this advocate, here's his name. His name is wind, or his name is Holy Spirit, Ruach, or Numa. And this Holy Spirit, it'll lead you into truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him, and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives within you now, and later he will also be with you. He says, man, I... You can't see this Holy Spirit, guys, but when I leave, I'm going into heaven, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one down the cross for our sins. He went to heaven, and then he sends us his Holy Spirit, this advocate. When he goes to heaven, he gives us the Holy Spirit to be with us. And we can't see the Holy Spirit, but we can feel him. How many of you guys in here today, you've ever felt something in church today? You're like, man, I felt something in church. God moved inside me. Just nod your head a little bit. And, and, or you can shake or raise your hand. Obviously, you're from a Pentecostal background, so you don't mind raising your hand. And, and some of you guys are like, I'm Baptist. So I'm kind of like, eh. You know, like, I, I felt something. I felt something. I, I spoke just a few, I spoke just last night at this YMCA three doors down and I spoke to about 65 of the staff members here at the YMCA. And, and one girl walked to me and she goes, man, something happened in there. I need to talk to you this week. And the lady walked down, and she goes, man, I, that, was, that was awesome. I, that, that, really, that really moved in, that resonated with me. And that's not my speaking ability. We know my speaking ability is not that great. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. I, I can't see what happened in there, Wes, I but, I can, but I can feel it. How many of you guys in here today, and I'm, a little, I'm afraid to ask, how many of you guys are, you've watched and you're about to watch again Stranger Things? Stranger Things, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine today. I said, hey, can you tell me about Stranger Things? And you know the, the logo looks like Stranger Things. And I didn't design that. I'm not a designer. Nick's, Nick, our youth interns, like, Kid, people love this. And I'm like, where are these people at? <laughs> if you ask anyone, everyone I've asked to explain to me about Stranger Things, and can I ask you guys, you guys are on the front row, if I were to ask you guys about Stranger Things, would you have, have a hard time explaining it to me-ish? You could, yeah, everyone I talked to except for them, I said, well, you know, it's kind of like, and they have a hard time explaining it. They're like, man, it's just, it's really strange. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You can't explain to me, you know it's strange. You can't see the Holy Spirit. It's hard to explain the Holy Spirit. We know this, but we can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can, you can feel him. You can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can feel him. Here's the second one. Here's what we know about wind. You can't predict the wind. Be awesome if you could. You can't predict the Holy Spirit either, but you can prepare a place for him. You can't predict the wind, but you can prepare, you can prepare a place for the Holy Spirit. I was talking to someone recently about this whole church plan. I'm like, man, I want God to do something great. And I've been watching with some of our team members this, this uh, teaching on, 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 on church planning. And the guy said this, man, he goes, I prepared this awesome, awesome thing. And, and I told God, hey, God, God's, something great's gonna happen. And, and he goes, and I, I went out and I bought this mailer and I sent this mailer out. And, and I'm like, man, we're gonna go from 500 people to 1,000 people on one Sunday. And I sent this huge mailer out there and the mailer got back, nothing happened. He said, I went to my staff, I'm like, we're never doing a mailer again because we sent out this mailer and nothing ever happened. He said, but what happened was I said to my guys, man, we must have did something wrong. He said, so what I went ahead and did is I hired on some, a few key staff members. And he goes, and six months later, we went from 500, not to 1,000, but six months later, we went from 500 to 1,500 people. And, I, and he's talked about, he goes, you know, you can't, you can't predict and you can't, you can't move the Holy Spirit. You can't move God, but you know what you can do? You can prepare a place for him. I think there's so many people, so many Christians out there, there's no space for the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. We're too busy. We got too much going on. We got too much, maybe, if you're honest here, we got too much junk inside of us. We got too much junk in our trunk. Like, we just got too much stuff inside of us. 
Like he can't move because there's no space for him. Like he wants to be a mighty rushing wind. He wants to be a violent current of wind that goes through our body, but we can't because we're not, he, there's no place for him to even hang out inside of us. There's no space for us, to, for, us to, for us to run with him and to go where he wants us to go and do what he wants us to do. There's just no space for that. We can't predict it. It'd be awesome if you say, Holy Spirit, show up right now. Boom. And I'm not, not too far. The Holy Spirit's always with us. The Bible says he, God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. But he's not leading us because we don't give him space. There's not a space in there. I remember when I was young in ministry, it was, it was, it was a, a while back, and right across my hallway was our Spanish pastor for our church. And, and he, man, I would go to his services, and he would speak in tongues, and I would be like, man, this is weird. This is weird, Pastor Carlos. So I, one day I was like, Travis was like, I got to get in on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to figure out where this is at. Like, what's going on? And so one day, I, he literally, we shared an office, and so... I got up and I'm like, I got to go get this Holy Spirit thing figured out. So I open up the door and I go right out my door. Literally, it's just a hallway. I go, and he's in there. And I would hear him praying with people. And I'm like, hey, Pastor Carlos, got a question. I'm like, I want to speak in tongues. No, I didn't do that. <clears throat> I thought it, but I was like, hey. I said, I got to talk about the Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit thing. And he said, what do you want to know? And I said, well, I mean, like, I, mean, like, I hear you speaking. I'm like, I hear like, you're doing some wild stuff with his doors closed. His doors closed, you know? Like, what's going on in here? He said, man, the, oh, pa-, he go, Pastor West, the Holy Spirit is just moving up in here. And I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Tell me how to get that. Where do you, where do you get more Holy Spirit at? And he said, I said, because the church I grew up in, there was not a whole lot talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said, Wes, when I was younger, I began praying and asking God to have a place in my life. He goes, I prepared a place for the Holy Spirit to come in. I was talking to another friend of mine recently. I said, hey, bro, have you ever spoken tongues before? He's like, no, I've never done that before. He said, but I'm actually praying that God would allow me to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, stranger things. You know what I'm saying? Ghost story. And what I began to realize as I began to grow in, in, in my ministry, and we're going to talk about those things and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those are gonna be, that's another weekend, so you've got to keep on coming back so you can figure out what the Bible says. But we can't always predict the Holy Spirit, but we can prepare a place for the Holy Spirit to be in our lives, to move. And he wants a space in our life. He wants to be inside of us. He wants, to, he wants to move. He wants to move in us. John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says this, the wind blows wherever it wants to blow. Or the Spirit. This is one of the only few times in the Scripture where the word Holy Spirit is actually used, they actually use the word wind. It's always Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. But in this, in this past Scripture, they actually use the word wind. It's not talking about the wind. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit blows wherever it wants to blow. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. You can't predict the Holy Spirit, but you can prepare a place for it. Man, God, I, wanna, I want a place right in here, God, for you. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be close to the fire. I want to be burned up by the Holy Spirit. I want to be going with him. I want to be, be led by him. You know, when, when I get up here and tell you guys, God wants to start another, God wants to start another, another service and, and God wants us to reach more people. I'm not getting up here and I'm, I'm not making that stuff up. That's Holy Spirit saying to me, hey, last night my buddy said to me, Chris, what are you going to speak about today? I said, honestly, I have a pretty good idea, but I'm, really, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to speak through me. And I can't predict when he shows up, but here's what I know. I'm preparing a place for the Holy Spirit to kind of work inside my life and to move inside of me. <clears throat> I love it in Scripture. In, in the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit come to uh, Moses in a burning bush. And that's the only ever time that we ever see the God burn up, a, burn up a bush and it actually be on fire, but actually not be burning up and not being consumed. 
and we see that there, and we never ever see it again because the Holy Spirit can't be predicted. We never ever see another burning bush experience ever again in the Old Testament. But I also like in the New Testament when the Holy Spirit shows up, sometimes people will come to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, I need you to, I need you to heal this person. And he came, Jesus came to this one guy and said, hey, he can't see. Can you go up and touch him? And the reason why he said, can you go up and touch him is because before he saw Jesus go up there and touch somebody and they were healed. Well, this time Jesus gets on his hands and his knees and he hocks a loogie, a ruach, onto the floor and he puts some spit in the ground and he begins to make a, a, a mud pie. He picks the mud pie up and puts it on the, the guy's face. Now I'd be like, hey, bro, pump the brakes. I don't want your spit or no mud. I don't like getting dirty. Don't, I don't need no spit, no mud. Like, heal me without the mud. Just touch me, you know? And he looked at the guy and goes, hey, bro, I'm not predictable. I'm, the Holy Spirit's not predictable. He can move however he wants to move. We got to prepare a place for him. Here's the third thing. You can't pull wind. <clears throat> you can't pull wind. You can't be like, come on, wind. Let's go. Come on. Just like you can't pull wind, you can't pull the Holy Spirit, but his power can propel you. You can't pull it. You can't say, come on. Like you've ever been in church before. Coral's not here today, but she used to have a fan. I grew up going to a little teeny, teeny, tiny black church growing up. And, and, I, and I, when I say teeny, tiny black church, it probably was the width of these 10 rows, and, but they were pews. And uh, it, was, it was smaller, maybe a little bit wider than that. My sister's there. And, and those little black ladies in that church, they have these cool, fancy-looking hats on and I always wanted to wear one, and now Pharrell's pulling it off. And, and, um, but they would have these hats on, and they would have these fans, Travis, just fan, fanning themselves out, just fanning. And they, would, you know, and it, they were just trying to get that wind. You can get wind to do this, but it's kind of silly doing that. And just blowing wind on you. Can't, you can't say, come on, Holy Spirit, come on, let's go. Come on, boy. You know, and we'll start whistling. Come on, Holy Spirit, come on, come on, come on, wind, come on. Let's go. But his power can propel you. I don't know about you guys in here today, but I meet a lot of people. I told, our, I told our, our, my friends last night, but I think the greatest epidemic in America today is discouragement. The greatest epidemic in America today is discouragement. I feel like, I feel like almost one out of one people I meet are discouraged. <laughs> there's only a few people out there that are high on life all the time. I feel like most, there's a, just this huge movement of discouragement. I feel like it's all around. You don't have to go far to see people that are discouraged. And I hate it. But here's what I want to know. Here's what I want you to know is that you in here today, no matter where you're at, you can be powered by the Holy Spirit. His power can propel you. And I'm going, on, I'm, I'm, I'm going off the Holy Spirit. I know a lot of times it looks like it's coffee, but it's not. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the wind in me. It's the, it's, it's the wind in me. And, you know, I go places all the time, and people are having me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to places that I shouldn't be going, that I should be going to. But when I get there, people are having conversations about Jesus with me that shouldn't be having about that with me where I'm at. I'm like, why are we talking about the Holy Spirit? No matter where I go, people are having conversations about God, but I feel like that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, let's go. I was a little bit embarrassed today. I was telling Lee today, I walked into Starbucks to get the sound guy a cup of coffee. And sound guys, they function off of like Mountain Dew and Snickers. Um, but I, I went and got my guy a, a caramel macchiato. I know I'm judging all the sound guys across America. And I've already done it. I can't take it back, you know. And so I would go there and I walk in. I see this girl today uh, with a, a, she had a, a CrossFit shirt on and it said Mile Zero. And, and that's the, the box that Lee came from. And then he, before he started this one, I was like, hey, you gotta come to my, you gotta come to my gym. You, you gotta come to my gym. Like, you're like really close to it. And I said, and a friend of mine who started the gym here, he's from Mile Zero. I said, you need to come to our gym tomorrow. And, and when I left, the Holy Spirit started talking to me. You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I'm gonna tell you anyways. The Holy Spirit said, man, that was really, this is the Holy Spirit, this is the conversation I had with God. Man, you, 
you had no problem inviting him to CrossFit, didn't you? I said, no, God, I had no problem. He's like, you didn't think to invite him to church? <laughs> Travis said, oh. <laughs> Wink, that like dropping the boom, right? Like when the Holy Spirit drops the boom on you, it's miserable. So I looked at God, I was like, no one asked you, you know? <laughs> I was a coffee talking God, we're cool, right? You know, like, <clears throat> but what I realized is that, man, I, I want to be, I want to be propelled by the Holy Spirit. I want it to move me. I don't want to move myself. And when I get up in the morning, I, get going, I want the Holy Spirit just like a mighty, mighty rushing wind just rolling through me. A mighty current going through me. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says this is a very awesome verse. And Acts chapter 1 says this, but you guys, now, now check this, okay, we're in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Our key verse for the whole month is Acts chapter 19. So we're decades in between Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 19. And just so you know, for some of you guys that are brand new to church, Acts chapter 1 is not day one, Acts chapter two, day three. There's time passing through all this. So we're probably a couple of decades in between this church from Acts chapter one, Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, we open with this. Hey guys, did you get the Holy Spirit when you got saved? And they're like, bro, we never heard of the Holy Spirit. Rewind, we're going back to Acts chapter one eight. Here's what the Bible says in Acts chapter one eight. You guys will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts. You cannot pull the Holy Spirit, but his power can propel you. When you got the Holy Spirit, you got power. If you don't access the Holy Spirit, you don't get into the Holy Spirit, you're walking around without power. You're walking around without power. And CrossFit, if, you, if, you come, if it's a power thing, it comes from the ground. And it's because you have all your power. And if some of you guys in here today, and if, and if you don't go from the power, sometimes it's a clean, it's coming from a hang position, it's just right here. But if you're on the power, you can get all this power going. And you can get it going. And some of you guys in here today, you're walking around like this, but you can really get some power if you would just reach in the Holy Spirit and you would let him pull you up like that. We lock you with the Holy Spirit, man. We can do some incredible things. We can go further together. We can do more together. We can reach more people together. But more importantly than that, like all these things I want us to go out and do, all these things I want us to go out and do, all the things I want us to go do, I really don't care about that as much as I care about God working inside of you. Because if God's working inside you and the Holy Spirit's working inside of you, then we'll all be on the same page and we'll go out and go out and do this without having to tell anybody about it. I, I spoke to our high school football team, West Orange High School. I spoke to about 100 kids this past week. And what I like about speaking to high school kids is that typically they'll listen to you just for a little bit. So I was like, hey, power hour. Like, I just give me a few minutes and I'm going to give you all I got. And, and then I did that Thursday night. And then Thursday, uh, Friday morning, I woke up and went and spoke to some high school kids over at Orlando Christian Prep. And I gave them all I got for just, just a few moments. And when I spoke to these guys last, last night, um, to this, just like, give me a few moments. I'm going to give you all that I got. I want to give you all that I got. I want to give you all that I got. And God wants to give us all that he's got. And one of the things that he has for us is he has some power for us. He's got some power, for, but none of us are accessing the power. Be silly for me to walk into the gym tomorrow and say, hey, Lee, watch, let me, let, me, let me coach you on this. I'm not the coach. I'd be silly. I, you gotta access the power, you gotta access the information from the coach. And the Holy Spirit wants to be the coach. In your life, he wants us to get full power. You got full power. You didn't get part, hey, when you got saved, just figure this out for you, you didn't get part of the Holy Spirit, you got the full Holy Spirit, you got all of it. You all, you're full Holy Spirit. I heard a guy one time say, the country guy's like, hey. He's talking to a friend of his. He's like, hey, man, when you got saved? He said, yeah, man, I got saved. He goes, you full gospel? 
he said, what? He goes, you know, full gospel, the full Holy Spirit. You get the full Holy Spirit? When you got saved, you got the full Holy Spirit. All of it. You got power that comes with that. Some power that comes with that. That wants to propel you. Um, and then I want to close with this. Um, there's a thing, place, called the doldrums. You can research it later. It's called the doldrums. And it's right on the equator. It's when the north and south hemisphere come together and the winds cancel each other out. Because they're coming up this way and they just cancel each other out, right? That makes sense? Two cars go in the same exact space, 70 miles an hour. They just don't, they'll, they just, it's just like one of these things that cancels out. And what would happen is before there was motorized vehicles, when, when boats would get, when boats wouldn't follow the stars and the compasses and all their things would go off, you would go into these places, you would go into this place indulgent and you would die there. There was no escaping. You couldn't get out of it because there was no way to get, you needed winds for the sail or oars. You just couldn't get out of it. It was just dead. You would be stuck there without motorized, without a motorized boat. And what I'm afraid is a lot of people in here today, we have the Holy Spirit, but we're kind of in this moment of our life where we're kind of just sitting in the doldrums. And we're waiting for God to move, and He ain't moving. And you wonder why He's not moving out? Because we got so many things that we're presenting to God as way more important than the Holy Spirit. So here's what I want you to get. This is what I want, this last thing I want you to get. The Holy Spirit works best when you go all in. The Holy Spirit works best when you go all in. The Holy Spirit works best when you just go all the way in with it. Ephesians chapter four, verse 30 says this, do not grieve God. Don't break God's heart. This is the message translation. His Holy Spirit is moving and breathing in you. It's the most intimate part of your life making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Don't take this thing, don't take this Holy Spirit thing for granted. Man, go all in with it. Go all in with the Holy Spirit. Man, just pursue it. Run after it. Jump all the way in. I was talking to my friend Brad today about, Brad this week about when, when you, adults in here today, when you, were, when you were a little kid, you just go jump in a pool. You would, but when you get older, the water gets colder. And it's like tippy-toe. We gotta just run and jump all in on this thing. We gotta jump all in with the Holy Spirit. We just gotta throw ourselves at it. If you're tired, I was talking to a friend the other day, just yesterday, and she's like, I, I gotta, I just, I need a break. Like he wants to be the break that you need. You gotta go all in with him. Go all in with him, don't hesitate. man. We. We want you to get all that God, we want you to get all that God has for you. And it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to move and he wants to, re, re, wants to replenish you and he wants to refill you. He wants to do all these incredible things in your life. But if you don't go on with it, you're going to miss out on them. You know, we don't want you to come to next steps and, and just because we want you to, it's a good, because it's a good idea. But I'll tell you what, if you get in next steps and you come be a part of what we're doing here at this church, then you can learn more about the Holy Spirit. You can learn more about God. You can learn more about how you're called, how, how you're going to find more purpose for your life. And you find more purpose for your life, it'll help you get all around. We just, you got to go all in with this thing. It just works better. I was talking about a couple, there's a couple at our church and they first came, they were kind of like, ah, I'm not so sure about this whole church thing. And they just jumped all in. When you jump all in, it just works out better. 
I was talking to a friend last night, and she goes, she was, she was at the very first, the very first launch day of our church, and she said, "Man, I came a little bit, and God was blessing, and, and it was working really, really good. But there was an area in my life where I wasn't all in." She goes, "Like, and for me, it was my finances. I wasn't all in with God." She goes, "I, I went in all in my finances, and everything started getting to change, and things are looking. It just, it was, it's better when we go all in, no matter what it is. Just jump all in with it. Go all in here. I, I think this. I think God's moving in this church. I think that." I don't know, but that's what I think. I was talking to a friend of mine today, my prayer team, and she's like, hey man, God's moving here. I'm like, I'll take your word for it. I think it's, if we just all jump in together and go with it together, we can see God do, do, do some incredible things, not just in our church, but in us. I want the Holy Spirit to move in you. I want him moving in me. I want him to propel us. I want us preparing places for him. I want us getting the power of all we have. I want us getting the full Holy Spirit from God because he already, he's already given to us, but we gotta go after it. We have to access it. I'm gonna invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.